on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Twitter's new campaign planner helps advertisers forecast results. Whether you can use it or not is the question. TikTok announces an attribution revolution. Advertisers can select flexible attribution windows. A slew of new features come to Google Maps that are sure to be legendary. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned Digital marketing news, but let's get specific Digital ads, SEO and analytics Social media and more Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform New shows every Friday We give you the news with sass and puns And definitely high takes Thank you for tuning in You know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AK Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, July 1st, 2022. The year's half over. <laughs> That's oh right. no. Like more We're than in half H2. Over, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Six months. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> 12 months in a year there, Chef. Great for the audio podcast. <laughs> so, uh, great show last week, guys. I wasn't here. Thanks. We missed you. Thanks. Glad you're back. And I know we were just the whole time acting like it was like an exclusive Disneyland trip, but I actually had a greater purpose. My brother was getting married in LA, and my one and a half year old was the flower girl because she's his only niece on either side. So she had to do the job. I was making such a big deal about it. I have been a flower girl four times, call myself retired flower girl. We practiced. I had to make a toast at the rehearsal dinner. I introduced myself as the mother of the flower girl to 70 people. Instead of sister of the groom? Yep. And Said, a girl. Hi, I'm the mother of the flower girl. So <laughs> we just had to go out early to Disneyland like to get her used to the time zone. You know, that was the only reason. Of course. Um, wedding time comes. First of all, they bought her a flower crown, which I didn't know about. I could have told you there's not a chance of her wearing this. Like she was using it as a Frisbee. She's not going to wear this flower crown. She wouldn't let me put a bow in her hair. Didn't look her best. And it's time to walk down the aisle. I'm already at the front. The poor maid of honor, Ann Abbott, had to walk her down. (laughs) She stops at the back of the aisle puts her finger in her nose and continues to walk up with her finger just lodged oh. in her nose the whole time. That is so precious. That's good luck. I've like never seen her pick her nose in her life. Start 70 down. other people have. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. Then she gets oh. to the front and she just like doesn't want to sit down because at this point everyone's like cheering her on. So she wants the attention and she like sits on the floor up there. My mom had to pick her up and drag her to her seat. And she made it about five minutes into the 20 minute ceremony before she had to leave. Why'd she have to leave? She was she just like mad. They ran out of Swedish fish in a minute. Like I couldn't be there to pace the Swedish fish. She ate them all. <laughs> terrible. Pro tip, parents, always pace the sweet. <laughs> She's never going to be asked again. I feel like she did it, though. Like, that, the flower girl's job is to be cute and adorable there and make no people laugh. There were no flowers in sight. The flowers were the crown. She didn't hold any flowers. She was the booger girl. <laughs> well, they picked a good one. <laughs> I like how she's not even picked again. Yeah. Like, like there's some flower girl like review site out there. Chef's done it four times. 
let's look up your old reviews from the the, the 96 wedding. Yeah. It was mortifying. Then she slept through the whole reception in her stroller, which was great, so I could dance. Wow, that's okay. pretty good. How was your week, Jess? I cannot top that, but we're trying underwear with my son just because daycare I tells the term me underpants. Undies, yeah, or or briefs, whatever. I don't know. Daycare tells me he's too smart, and he knows he has a pull-up on, and he's going to pee in it, and it seems to be working. I know Greg's a big fan of the naked kids for a weekend trick for potty training. So that happened, and I, um, I'm i sorry to talk about swine shop, but I handled raw bacon for the first time this oh, week. Oh, that's a bad one. It smells awful. <laughs> it's disgusting, but I did it. Only thing worse is like hot dog water. I I, don't, I love hot dog water. <laughs> it's not a problem. So I don't know. Life's all right. Who? Why did you need to handle bacon? Well, my husband brought it home. He bought it from my father. So it's like this really good craft bacon. My dad owns a, a hot sauce and other shop. And he's got these big, thick bacon. So Chris bought it and he wanted to have it with Jack on their burgers because they're eating meat. And I just I had to peel the slices apart. Oh, he should so cook gross. it himself. How he did cook it okay. himself. But I was okay. preparing everything in the kitchen. I was doing my role. But I had to, it was, I've just, I've not done that because in my adult life, I've always not eaten meat and I don't care if other people do, but like they get prepared meats. That's a hot take. Like Sutton Shack on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recently said that even vegetarians can eat bacon. Like it's the one thing. I have no need. It smells so bad to me. It's horrid. It's horrid. I'm with you. I don't, I'm nothing against pigs. They're great. But when they're dead, they smell. This is one of the worst takes ever. (laughs) Are you a big bacon guy? (laughs) Who doesn't like bacon? No, These I've never two. heard anybody be like, the smell of the bacon is weird. The raw bacon it. smells when disgusting. When it wakes you up in the morning, ugh. What? Ugh. Is this Freddy got no. fingered? Remember that movie? <laughs> no. Sausage? Not that there was bacon too, I Can't think. Can't say I remember it. But like when you're a kid and your mom's making it in the morning, I don't like it. What do you got for us, Greg? So in case you hadn't listened to a few of the last shows, we've got a buffalo.marketingaclock.com link that you can use to get an exclusive oops all heck show and all of that money that it is up a dollar to get get the show you can donate as much as you want we are going to match that donation here at cypress north to the buffalo 514 survivors club of the tragic event that happened here all those that money is going to go to the family if you haven't checked it out please it's two hours of some of the, the funny funniest people in the industry Casey Gillette, Barry Schwartz is in there, Azeem, all these folks who uh, just shoot the heck and have a good time. So check it out, buffalo.marketingclock.com. What's in the news this week, Shep? First up this week, we have big news for TikTok advertisers. The platform announced Attribution Manager with flexible attribution windows. So this is gonna be available to advertisers who run campaigns using the TikTok Pixel or Events API exclusively right now. And... The original and default attribution windows are set to seven day click, one day view. With this option, you can have a click through of one, seven, 14 or 28 days and a view through attribution of one or seven days. So a huge change. I was thinking for that fish on, well, neither of you on TikTok, but you know, the fish that like beats the baby's back and the baby falls asleep. Have you seen that? No. No. (laughs) There's this product that's like a flippy fish and i don't know if it was made for this purpose but in the ads i always see for it there's parents tying it to their baby's back and the baby's laying on their tummy and it's like patting the baby's back so the parent can have a break like mom's heartbeat yeah oh Oh, is that what it's like i don't know 
Just guessing. I don't know why else you'd have. I don't a, think mom's heartbeat slaps you on your back. Yeah, I just when think you're my in the lady womb. likes to think I'm there. I don't know. And so if you're hitting her back, she like thinks you're still there, but oh, her wow, eyes can I, be closed. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. But it's like a floppy fish, and I don't know if that's original purpose. But that's all the ads. What I other see. purpose They're would like, there be? Buy this fish, but then why wouldn't it have an attached belt for the baby already? I, it's like supposed hmm. to be a toy. I don't know. It's very strange. Is this Billy Bass? And you know, I'm. I'm. Can they must not have? No, it's not Billy Bass. Do you know who sells it? No, do you? No. <laughs> it must not have. Do you know if they have a you pick nose by any chance? <laughs> Whatever. They definitely don't have a frequency cap on there because I see it every time I open it. But for people like Queen um, JSG, Jill's asking Gales. I thought you were doing my initials and got them wrong. She's trying to get people to buy her course. This is awesome for her because people could watch her videos. Well, they're not ads, but if she ran ads, people could watch her videos and then convert later. It's a bit bit of a bigger purchase and the attribution window might help. So I think this is going to help a lot of people who are selling like a service or a bigger purchase. Concert tickets, I imagine, would be big on there. So love to see it. What else is happening? I have ads news too, and it involves Twitter. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> We're so talking about Twitter Social. and not Mr. Musk. <laughs> That's what you meant. Also, just the fact that they're doing something with ads. Yeah. <laughs> More so that, but both great jokes. Um, Twitter has announced that they are officially launching their campaign planner platform. And I just have to say, LOL, Andrew Hutchinson, social media today, he has a lot of bangers this week. So he says, they've announced the new official launch of campaign plan planner platform to assist you with your Twitter ads strategy. Well, maybe not yours. And that just made me giggle. But it is a big caveat. It is only available to managed partners to begin with. So probably not a lot of people listening. But listen anyway, because it sounds like they're going to expand this. So with the tool, advertisers can forecast reach, impressions, average frequency, and CPM against a specific audience, campaign duration, frequency setting, and placement. They can budget for auction-based campaigns, and they can start and save a draft campaign directly from the tool, which I love that last one. I think you're essentially going through campaign setup to see what the results could be. So the fact that you can then just turn it into a campaign and not have to do it again because this is a separate tool, that's nice. Nice not to have to do it twice, but again, these are just estimates because it's a tool kind of like in Facebook where you can see or used to be able to see estimated reach and things like that. And it's always wrong. Yes. But early tests say that these are, well, I don't know if they say that they're accurate, but initial partners have reported good results. Oh. <laughs> so who reported that? Twitter? Probably. <laughs> um, so we don't know. But I, I, we may find out, again, this is only available to managed advertisers. And then amongst those, you have to be in the US, the UK, or Japan. And you also have to be hitting a spend minimum to qualify for this. So eventually, hopefully, this will roll out to everyone. And if it does, it might be the push that some of us need to actually consider advertising on the mm -hmm. platform. But I want more metrics. CPM isn't how I like to do business. So I want to know what it's going to cost me, first of all. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll get that and more because Twitter did say, this is a quote, throughout the coming months, we'll be expanding campaign planner to support more objectives and in more markets and enable plan comparison to help evaluate the best campaign settings for your goals. So hopefully, again, depending on how you have things set up, CPC could be in there. But Maybe there's hope. I, I like that they're doing something, although this doesn't benefit any of us right now. But could be cool. Down yeah, the line. Anything they can do for advertisers. 
Anything. <laughs> Anything. All right. And next up from Barry Schwartz from the SEO News Weekly podcast and YouTube show. He went to Google this week. I think Danny Sullivan was there. Did he drive? Uh, probably. He drove here to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check out his YouTube if you want more, Barry. But there's an article over on Search Engine Land about some new features for Google Maps. First off, there's a new store location feature, um, which is allows you essentially, I mean, I guess it's, it's that's sort of the feature, but it's kind of like an embed feature where you can pull in a list of your locations that you have, and those can make it into an embeddable map pretty quickly. One of the nice things is you can put in the information directly, like just the addresses, or you can pull it right from your my business profile. So if you're a huge company and you really taken good care of your business, or sorry, what is it called? Business profile business now. Profile. Um, you can you can go in there and just pull everything right in, which is pretty nice. Um, and there's a way that you can have a store. So that's the store locator basically, and then you can also reserve with Google. So. If you're trying to set up a service or something like that, um, the reserve with Google feature has been in Google search and Google maps for a while, but Google will now let you use reserve with Google feature outside of search and outside of maps. And according to Barry, now Google is allowing businesses to use the reserve with Google feature on their own sites or portals. (laughs) So you can do that. And there's also store locator analytics. So if you want to see how people have been using it, you can see some of the engagement rate, the views, interactions with that. So pretty cool stuff. Um, it's still, you got to go to maps to use it, to create a bunch of that. That I don't know who exactly is going to be using it, but I You're do. You're spammers. <laughs> yeah. But for the reserve side of things, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. If people actually use or reserve with Google off of their site, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But at least you got some new options, and we appreciate that. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right, and this week's Take of the Week was nominated by the industry. I think there are three nominations for this, so I feel okay with it. And it comes off of a tweet from Mike Ryan. It's about a story that Shep's going to cover in a minute here about keyword matching and performance max, to which Mike Ryan said, great summary. It almost seems like a design error, doesn't it? I'm wondering if additional clarification or guidelines will be forthcoming from Google or instead changes the product's behavior. So I responded to Mike Ryan and said, feels like PMAX as a whole is a design error. And that's this week's take of the week. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Ryan nominated it. Lawrence Chassis seconded it. And Menachem Ani gave it a thumbs up. This so. Is this your first time as take of the week? No, I've done it before. <laughs> but I didn't have one up until the end. And I just put this one out there. And, you know, it's a design error. It is. That's a really nice way to put it. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI, people, a feature spotted by PPC Greg. He says, quick, 
keyword audit, diagnose showing or not showing keywords in a campaign for a certain location in one report. So he has a screenshot here of how you can do it. And it says diagnose keywords when you press more in the keyword report. I didn't know this was here. And then you can press run now and it'll show what keywords are showing and which ones aren't. So that's a handy little tool. Thanks, PPC Greg. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe, Greg has an article on search engine land this week called what are identical keywords and why they matter for Google ads? PPC Greg? No, Greg. Wait, no. wait. I think that's a point for Greg of the Year. What, that you're just I'm Greg? Just, yeah, I'm just Greg. You are all the time. Yeah. You just talked we about PPC games. Greg and I see why am I. We play games. I don't say Greg Finn. It's your pick in the serpentine. I say Greg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not that easy to get points. But all your articles are helping. Are they? Yeah, but PPC Greg... Um, sent us koozies in the mail. Oh, that's true. So I don't have any koozies from you. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> okay, so this kind of all started, I mean, it all started with PMAX, really, but I think what kind of set this off, this iteration of the PMAX discussion, was Mike Ryan's tweet um, he was at a conference and someone from Google says, when you see brand traffic in PMAX, it's not cannibalization. It's likely that you that your standard brand campaign is capped or maxed out and PMAX is stepping in to deliver more brand traffic. So everyone's chiming in like, oh, that's why as soon as you launch PMAX, branded traffic comes down. Like nobody really believes this. So this goes back to the idea of what is identical match, which Ginny has defined before because she said that if an identical match to a keyword exists, regardless of the match type, that search campaign will take precedence over your PMAX campaign. So just to recap, this is how identical match is defined. It is independent of match type. It is not a match type. So it could be brand, phrase, and exact. It is a term where the query is the exact same as the keyword existing within an advertiser's campaign. And this can include spell corrected keywords and search terms, which in my mind is when it says showing results for at the top of the page. Correct. So I just typed in Taylor Swift and it says showing re results for Taylor Swift. Who's Great. Taylor Swift? I don't know her. Not Becky. What? <laughs> it's a Taylor Swift deep cut. Sure is. <laughs> So the point of this article is, this is kind of a new thought, that in order to keep PMAX from stealing traffic from other campaigns, those campaigns should now, what Greg says, protect their reach by building out in-depth lists of all possible identical match keywords. Like, you need plurals in there. It's, misspellings. Yeah, misspellings. It's the only way to make sure that your branded campaigns are always going to get your branded traffic and it's not going to go to PMAX. And Lawrence Chassie chimed in and said this would go against the remove redundant keywords if that is the case. This issue would be any term that was not exactly what the other user searched could end up in the Performance Max campaign depending on how strict they are. So this is another thing where it's just getting kind of blurry, but it's going against what they've all what they've been pushing on us for years and years now. Like keyword matching is getting better. Close variants are helping you. You don't need to have every iteration of a keyword. If you don't want that traffic to go to Pmax, that's like not the case anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? 
What year is it that we have to put those keywords in? What year? It's it's just twenty twenty two. Yeah. Lawrence made th- that very astute point that you have to almost take every one of your accounts and restructure them if you're going to run performance max at the same time for search campaigns, right? Like you might have been Nike, and I think I used this example or something close to it, where you might have something like Nike running sneakers, and you would just put that in as phrase match, Nike running shoes, Nike running sneakers, whatever. You put that in your collect things like the best Nike running sneakers, new Nike running sneakers. In this case, if you have that phrase match term, Nike running sneakers, Performance Max can come in for a search like new Nike running sneakers and will have the option of gobbling up that traffic. So to me, it's like, yeah, I get it. It won't mess with identical match eligible keywords, but you've told us forever not to put so many things in there and mm-hmm. that the new match types are smart enough now. And now we're saying the Performance Max isn't smart enough to un, like to not touch those that you now it can only look at the identical keywords and won't touch those so in reality you have to go back through and build out as many identical keywords as you can we don't even have those keywords you can't even see any keywords in performance max this calls for a cool tool <laughs> cool tool fine close variant i don't have one <laughs> <laughs> Go back to 2013 in a time machine and look at your keyword I list. I know, seriously. And we, we have, what, six new people here now? Five? I'm trying to teach people this. It is absolutely insane. Absolutely. You're like, oh, yeah. If it's an identical keyword, you would think that might be exact match, but exact match isn't actually identical. Exact match has close variants, misspellings, and different intent. But if you're any one of those and it's identical, um, and identical means it exactly matches, then you, you, this might not show for performance max if it's eligible. And if it's eligible, it's just mm-hmm. this this campaign type is a design flaw. Take it a week. Okay, and we have a tweet from at Nikki Jump Fly this week. She says, someone please tell me this is a Google ad PMAX glitch. All of the helpful, useful, or good data detail in the insights tab has disappeared. There's no search terms insights anymore, which was useful in all caps. I've got consumer spotlight widget for one client, nothing for others. So everyone was kind of freaking out about this, but she was right. It is a PMAX glitch. Um, Ginny responded and said, hi all, this was a bug. We apologize for the inconvenience. It's now fixed and the insights are showing properly. So that was a bit of a relief. At least we're not losing that. On August 30th, Google Ads will update its financial products and services policy to introduce new verification requirements for advertisers targeting Australia, Singapore, and Taiwan. I guess this already exists for the UK, but now it's rolling out to those new regions. Um, if you have not completed the new process by, the, by that date, you won't be able to show financial service ads in those territories. Like I said, my favorite news is the verification news. Just so fun. From Christina, in our Discord community, Amazon has added the ability to make denied lists for sponsored display campaigns. So it sounds like a placement exclusion list. So she says, this timing makes sense. Right after they changed the product category targeting to contextual, Um, and allowed it to match external sites as well. This rolled out. She says, I question, though, 
how they expect us to come out, come up with the deny list, given as far as I'm aware, there still isn't a way to see these <laughs> where they actually served, which is just... Just go in and just guess. Yeah, pick a website, any website. Breitbart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, put that one in there. Yeah. I like that they did this first, though. You know, usually it's like reactive, but there's like, ah, you know, once we once we release this, people are want to get rid of a lot of this junk. So they did it first. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, kudos. Chris Ridley tweeted, he says, PSA starting tomorrow, a.k.a. yesterday. <laughs> wow, you guys, we should have talked about that at the start of the show. ETAs are gone. Oh, happy July. Yeah. Bon voyage. You can't make new ETAs. Um, he says, you will no longer be to be able to create or edit ETAs in Google Ads. To help you get ready for this change, here's a Google Ads script to convert your best performing ETAs into RSAs. I would have liked the script recently that would have like quickly made ETAs or something because like now you can't add them. You can still make those RSAs. They're not going to serve. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? I was freaking out about it for so long, trying to add them everywhere. And now I don't. No. I missed a couple. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. They're dead. They weren't going to serve. They're going to convert well, but they're not going to serve. <laughs> because... Add it to the in memoriam. Oh, yeah. Write that down. I think I already have it. We probably had it last year because we've been talking about this for three years. <laughs> Okay, we have a fun thread or a thread that shreds. What would you call this? Ooh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, I think I, you've used it in the past. <laughs> from Nikki Jumpfly on Twitter. She has some good PMAX info from her Google Ads agency development manager, um, plus a few of her thoughts. So few highlights here. She says, from what the development manager has seen, there isn't a significant list in using the porting tool for smart shopping campaigns that is super important to use that versus just creating a fresh new PMAX campaign. So I've been telling everyone to use it if they can, but I guess he says there's not a big benefit to it. Um, so for the learning period, it is three to four days with the porting tool. And if you make it from scratch, it's just a little bit longer than that. So not any huge change there. So what about the four to six weeks? They're all telling us different things. And it's all just on Twitter. So what's the point? If you use the upgrade tool and do not add any other assets, it's also confirmed that the campaign will operate more like smart shopping as it won't show on all platforms without all the benefits, quote, benefits of PMAX. That's something we should know. Like, can that be in a blog post somewhere on Google? I want to know that. She also says he can- I mean, that seems good. Yeah. De probably. So this is if like a smart. new ad type within freaking Pmax. If your smart shopping's working well, like I would rather have that than test something totally new. But again, this, this is, is all a legend. Said, for the record. They said this, they said like I don't know. But there's no benefit to using it. Um he also confirmed that your search campaigns will trump performance max 100% of the time <laughs> barring budget constraints, etc. and if you see brand terms in insights, they can be from other platforms, so shopping searches off discovery not just from search. So that completely goes against what Jenny tweeted this week. How do you search off discovery? That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. You're the only person I know that uses it. There's What's no search discover? bar in there. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and finally, it says the Google PMAX team says, if you can't act on it, why should they share it? That's why they don't have any data. <laughs> but I mean, if I knew where things were running, I, 
I wish I like, then let us act on it. You know, that would solve the problem. It would still be nice to see. So we could turn, we can act on it. We could turn PMAX off. Yeah, true. And we have a tweet from Roy Steves, at Roy Steves. He says, hey, Google Ads, if you had a bid adjustment on search partners, we'd opt in all of the campaigns. Roy says that. I didn't say that. The issue isn't incremental volume. It's incremental return, which bid adjustments are splendid for. That'd be a win-win-win for you, advertisers, and the partners. Wouldn't work with smart bidding, but I would test it with ECPC. Sure. Yeah. Or you just, can act on it. Or uh, allow a search partners only campaign. Yeah. Is that good? Good point. I don't know. And PPC Greg says it's become too much to keep up with dismissing auto-applied recommendations, so we've opted to turn on optimized ad rotation and audience reporting in an attempt to not have to spend an hour a week dismissing recommendations. I was kind of confused by this. Oh, I'm not, because I'm the one that goes through I'm, uh, In the recommendations MCC tab? I, oh, so you're doing it to oh. keep our, our numbers up. Yes. Dismissing. Okay. So you have to, and then the minute that you dismiss everything, the next week, everything comes back. When do you do it's it? It's all different. Just whenever I get the message to say your thing's in jeopardy, I just go through and I dismiss, no performance, no performance, no performance. Oh, no performance, I didn't no know you were doing that on I top know. of all the other things you do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I could do that next time. <laughs> Mike Ryan tweeted, interestingly, you can set priorities on performance max campaigns via editor, but I guess they won't be reflected in the ads UI. I don't know how this works. Like there are little things you can adjust in ads editor, in performance max, but I feel like it doesn't care. It's it's like yeah. what I talked about last week. I, I duplicated the assets and it got rid of my product grouping. It's it it's so gnarly of a of a campaign type. It's yeah. garbage. And I was trying to sneak around and make changes in editor a few weeks ago just to see what I could do. Cause like somebody tweeted about something, device control or something, and I couldn't figure it out. But I think just the fact that I touched it at all, I should have brought this up earlier. It turned on URL expansion and it was turned off. Is that what they call it when it can go to different pages on the site? Yeah, I mm. think so. Like, mm. so I wouldn't touch it. I, I don't know. Sophie Logan at Marketing. Soph said, my first negative interaction with a Google Ads mandated customer solutions account strategist has left a really bad taste in my mouth. And she had a screenshot of an email where she asked them to not assign a rep to the account moving forward. Um, basically, she said a meeting with an implementation strategist seems to be the push for this account so that they can get enhanced conversion set up, AKA providing Google with my client's first party data, which is not something that I'm willing to do. And that the, they are willing to, the client isn't willing to. So the strategist just keeps pushing for it, not giving any other helpful recommendations. So she doesn't want to work with them anymore. I wouldn't either. The worst part is this isn't the worst thing I've ever heard at all. No, I, I just like how passive aggressive that email from them was. Oh, I skipped over the email, yes. Wait, We're, let me find it. I can read it. Okay. It says, just so I can, this is the rep after she politely declined everything and didn't want the enhanced conversions. The rep says, just so I can make sure I best assist you while I'm assigned to the account, would you mind sharing the reasons you would not want to get started on setting up the most up-to-date conversion tracking that is designed to combat the loss of cookies and privacy changes, thus ensuring the longevity of the account by minimizing data loss? Pointed much with that question? <laughs> Jeez. I feel like I'm influenced by your acting, but that was intense. 
PPC Greg spotted a cool new feature in the change history report in Google ads. You can add a column to see what tool made the change and you can also filter. So like if you have a script running every day that's pausing campaigns, you want to take that out to see things easier. You can add a filter and quickly see like if just a manual person changed it, if it was a bulk upload, whatever. Um, I knew this was a thing in Microsoft and it wasn't for Google for a long time. So this is really, really nice. Love to see it. Oh, and love to see organic, Greg. What's happening? <laughs> well, first up from Barry Schwartz over in Search Engine Roundtable, Index Now, the Microsoft-backed protocol to submit content to search engines, has now been indexed by popular SEO plugin Yoast. In case you don't know Index Now, is it's a ping protocol to let that search engines can then know when a URL has content that's added, edited, updated, deleted, allowing search engines to quickly reflect the change in the SERPs. Glenn Gabe stated about the Index Now and Yoast, saying, with Google still testing Index Now, Yoast is on board. They join other SEO plugins that support Index Now, like AIOSEO and Rank Math. So he shared that. And I didn't, do you know what AIO stands for? I felt Automated so dumb when I did Intelligence optimization. Ooh, that's good. Hey, I owe you some money. <laughs> All in one. Never heard oh. that before. Oh. I was like, is it like AI optimization? That's, yeah. I feel really dumb for admitting that, but didn't know that's all in one. It's okay. I feel dumb every day. <laughs> all right. Well, Google will now be paying Wikipedia to use its content in the knowledge panel in search. This comes from Barry Schwartz once again from Search Engine Roundtable. And apparently, the Wikipedia has announced the Wikimedia Enterprise, which is a bigger kind of like process for large organizations that want to use Wikimedia content and that they can pay for it. Is it, okay, well, while we're talking about feeling dumb, like why is it called Wikimedia? Wikimedia like is the parent company of Wikipedia. Why? So, media. Media, okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like <laughs> Not media to make you or feel like dumb. me, <laughs> dear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I believe I believe that's the case. If not, somebody's gonna correct us on Twitter. So go ahead and do that. Um, so anyway, if you want to use that content, you'll have to pay for it. And Google repurposes a lot of Wikipedia content. Will now start to pay for any content that's shown in Google search, like the knowledge panels, which to me opens a huge can of worms, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So you're like, oh, you own Wikipedia won this feature snippet. Now Google has to pay them to use it. I can pay anybody else. Just How are you going to do that? It? What, what, like, what if they just choose not to serve it then? Right, they'll I mean, do sneaky happened, things like that. You know right? what I mean? So they don't have to pay. Yeah. So then now are they picking favorites with this? Like mm -hmm. how how does that work? And I know that everybody's gonna be like, "Shut up, Greg! It's a free service. It's Wikipedia." <laughs> Stop comparing things. That's what happens last time. I, I complained about something Google did that was unfair. Um, but so do other people not get paid then? What if they say you have to pay me to use this? Will then Google go on and use this? Or will they take you manually away from the algorithm-generated featured snippets because they're not willing to pay you, they're willing to pay Wikipedia? That, I feel like both ways they could go are bad. Like you're either paying or you're not paying and you're removing it. None of this is good. One thing that I liked that Barry wrote is they said, 
Um, Wikimedia Enterprise aims to improve the user experience of readers beyond our own websites, increase the reach and discoverability of the content, improve the awareness, blah, 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 and most through self-funding services. And then he says, do I have to pay to post that? Because he copied from there. So great joke, Barry. And we ain't paying Wikimedia. Consider this an ad. You actually owe us, Wikipedia. Pay us. Uh, (laughs) Let's see if this works. What if it works? Get a check no way. Me. They've been asking me for money for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a new article from Google Search Central called Googlebot and the 15 megabyte thing. <laughs> That's the actual name of the article. I appreciate it. Like Google actually showed a little bit of personality here. Wow. Um, and so there's documentation update that got a bunch of SEOs in a tizzy where <laughs> they said Googlebot only sees the first 15 megabytes when fetching certain file types. It applies to the bytes received for the initial request Googlebot makes. It's not about the resources in a page. It's just about what is in the HTML file. So it's just what that file is. And they go on to say, what does this 15 megabyte limit mean to me? Most likely nothing. There are very few pages on the internet that are bigger in size. You, dear reader, are unlikely to be owner of one. <laughs> so, like, Does it say that? Yeah. That's it says in, in it. Like, again, I don't know how this thing slipped by PR. <laughs> if if this got to Google PR, they probably wouldn't even use the number 15 megabytes, and it wouldn't even say Google. It'd, just, you know, it'd be like a choose-your-own-adventure to figure out what it means. <laughs> All right. Google Hangouts is being, quote-unquote, upgraded to Google Chats. So if you use Hangouts for your work, you will no longer be eligible to do so as it is moving to um, chat. One thing that I, I loved about the announcement that came out on Twitter is Raj Sarkar made the statement, yes, if only the right decision was made 10 years ago when unceremoniously Google killed the next generation of Google Talk to launch Hangouts. Zoom wouldn't have existed, which is worth $36 billion now. Um, head desk emoji, basically. So I... This is just Google does not know product. They can <laughs> never get product right. Nate, like every social product they try to do, they hacked up. They're hacking up YouTube. They're hacking up Google Ads. They are like so bad at coming up with product. Even with this, so you are changing Hangouts to Chat. And so now you have Google Chat and you have Google Duo for video. Like what are you supposed to use? And then why is just chat have a video call? Are you not? I don't understand what is happening. What is my calendar going to do is what I need to know. I know. By default. Yeah. Is it going to automatically add Google? Google Meet isn't being discussed. No. But it's like every product they do, they, they shoehorn into something else to try to make it work because they can't grow something on their own, right? Like the, the way you use chat is you go to your Gmail because it's the one thing they have working and then they like shoehorn it in there. And then it's like, that's what you see with all these other things, these business, everything. Now you go to your map to like get anything. It's like, I gotta go to my map to call my mom. You know? It really is dumb. And so what, just make a product. Okay, well, anyway. Or don't. Um, we don't and need it. this is one, another one here from Chris Ridley, at C underscore J underscore Ridley on Twitter. A man after Shep's heart, he tweets, Yep. I don't know who needs to read this, but you can convert currencies in Google Sheets with one simple formula and no add-ons. And he's got a formula about that. And if you are looking to change one 
um, one number to a different currency. You can easily do that. And he's got a couple other um, resources as well after that tweet. We should just change the I don't know who needs to hear this to at chef needs to hear this. <laughs> well, there you go. Can confirm I needed That's to hear that. That's really cool. Yeah. Is it based on the exchange rate? I would assume. I like that. Yeah, that's the only thing. Sometimes when we do exchange rates, they ask about what that rate was at the exchange. It's like, oh my god, mm. okay, it was this it's on this date. But if you don't need that, this is a good solution for you. Um, do you have anything that people need to hear in organic social bud? I don't think anyone needs to hear any of this, but I have to read it. <laughs> so, first up in social this week. Facebook has a new page for group admins. They maybe need to hear this. This seems okay. It's called Support Your Community, and it is self-described as tools that can help your group raise money and thrive, which I love the energy for that. There's a module for creating a fundraiser as well as other monetization tools and resources. So if you're a group admin on Facebook, check that out. Next. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, she's got the computer I up. can't see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the news. Old news. Um, Brendan Gahan, Gahan, sorry, Brendan, at Brendan Gahan on Twitter tweeted, TikTok activity few update, I think he meant feed. And he says it's way more visual as of this morning, and this morning was on the 27th. But he's got a screenshot, and actually it's not a screenshot, it's a video if you look at it. He scrolls through his activity feed. I don't know what's new here because I don't use TikTok, but apparently he said it's way more visual, and there's a lot to look at there. I don't like it. I don't know what it looked like before, but I don't like it. I There's like, like faces the, and yeah. images and profiles and circles. What are these things, Chef? I don't really know because I have no engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so yours wouldn't look like this anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I think that those faces underneath are like where it shows the faces of the people who are interacting with your videos. That's new. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I wonder if you can click on them. I guess you can because there's like a three dot thing. If the list is really long, you can see more folks. I don't know. Seems cool if you use TikTok, but I'm not cool because I don't. All right. Brendan Carr, who is the commissioner of the FCC and a former white belt. Oh, I don't wow. know what level that is. That's the lowest. the lowest. I think he's funny. Oh, <laughs> here I'm like, this guy's good. I have my Twitter bio. <laughs> Are you one? No. Oh, you could <laughs> say former really funny. <laughs> former flower girl 4X. Yeah. Check me out. Um, Mother Brendan, of the booger girl. <laughs> <laughs> the boogie mom. Um, well, Brendan. A lot of Brendans. A couple Brendans in a row here. Brendan Carr at Brendan Carr with two R's. FCC tweeted that TikTok is not just another video app. That's the sheep's clothing. It harvests swaths of sensitive data that new reports show are being accessed in Beijing. I've called on Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores for its pattern of surreptitious data practices. And then he's got some screenshots, I assume, of his call to do so, or maybe that's the report. But for a funny guy, this is pretty serious news. We've kept it down about all the TikTok shadiness for a couple of years. Well, not today, FCC Junior. won't let them be. That's big, though. I mean, that's the commissioner of the FCC. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Eminem? Yeah. What's the follow-up line? FCC won't let me be me. Let me be me. Yeah. So let me see. <laughs> I don't know. Big Eminem guy. <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> um, all right. From the Wall Street Journal, the Pinterest CEO is stepping down and the Google Commerce executive will take that job. And I 
I don't know about the stepping down part, but as far as who's filling the void, that makes total sense. Pinterest has been very, very e-commerce focused for the, you know, for a while now. And I can expect that push just to continue, maybe go even harder if they've got a commerce fella joining the ranks. And it actually is. So the FCC <laughs> won't let me be or let me be. So let me see. They tried to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. So come on, dip. I'm on your lips. I can't say anything in the next line. Na 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 na. Okay. <laughs> Shakespeare. Check out the next line. My not animal. not suitable for uh, for this type of program. Oh, we're gonna have to listen to that. Someone put it on their playlist next week or something. All right. Next up, <laughs> in news that likely won't have a huge impact took the words right out of my mouth, Andrew Hutchinson, Meta is alerting users that its Premiere's communal video viewing option will soon be depreciated as it continues to work on consolidating its video offerings. Those are Andrew's words. Now, the words in the, I will read it, in Meta's <laughs> announcement says Premiere's Ooh, will be deprecated. Because they're synonyms. Isn't that depreciated? But they're not. Oh. And they're one letter off from each other. And I just wonder if he was going for variety here, but I appreciate that. I don't depreciate it, though. Also, what are you doing, Facebook? Do you remember when they made Facebook watch and put everything towards video and the whole thing was trying to get like actual long-form video? They're still focused on video, just short-form. This is, it's like YouTube is so incompetent, but everybody else is somehow more incompetent. It's well, like, they're copying everyone. So if you're copying how someone that there, sucks at something. How is there not another option for video? It was, Facebook was trying to be it. There's not another option for video. How is that possible? People are going back to cable. Calling it. No. <laughs> Back to depreciated, deprecated. Yeah. Have you guys noticed that Google Analytics is saying turn down about UA? It's a new one for me. No. Turn down what? Turn for, down for, for what? what? <laughs> That's what they're saying. They keep saying UA will be turned down. What is this, a hotel? Is it not going to be turned <laughs> off? <laughs> what, like your sheets? <laughs> That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. We'll have to ask Data by Sarah what she thinks about that. Um, speaking of video, Meta has announced the introduction of Instagram Reels APIs that will allow developers to schedule Reels, get social interaction metrics from them, publish them on business accounts, reply to comments, delete comments, and a whole lot more. So API, I guess that's probably real helpful. <laughs> also, probably a useful thing, some Facebook group updates to help you quickly find and connect with them. Meta announced earlier this week that they're beginning to test new ways to quickly access your favorite Facebook groups and simplifying how they're organized. They're also introducing channels, which are focused spaces for people to connect in smaller, more casual settings within their communities. That first part sounds a lot like the group sets that Matt Navarra teased and we talked about last week that Nicole absolutely loved. So I hope she's listening and she loves that too. Finally, here in social, because I love to end on a high note, <laughs> Tales from Social Media Reddit. The title of the post is Insta Killed My Page with the latest home feed update. Five plus years of work gone just like that. I reach literally zero new people with my posts and all I get is losing 50 plus followers daily. It's over for me. Good luck to everybody else. That's why I don't get any likes too. I <laughs> <laughs> the feed. <laughs> 
I'm trying to understand though. I think there was more to this. It, it, it says, sorry, this post has been removed by the moderators of the Instagram subreddit. But the Instagram subreddit is a por- apparently unaffiliated. And I'm starting to think maybe they are. Because who would remove that? There's more information here and we'll never know. But spiritual raccoon 19. <laughs> done. I hate Reddit. I love it. I love it. They replied and said, same here. I went from nearly 12K to over just 9K. Normally, I get anywhere from 100 to 400 likes. On my last post, I got 11. They just deleted one of my reels for copyright infringement for using a song they had in their library for use. And the raccoon goes on to say more things. But I just, this is very, it's a mess. Reddit's on fire about it. Everyone's on fire about it. But there's new APIs for your reels, so... Chubb, do you need your engagement up? Mm, I don't really care, but do you have a tip? <clears throat> yeah, I think we get the the flower girl in action. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you have video of it? Do you have video? I do. Oh, oh, I was oh, waiting oh. to show you until I delivered the story. Next level of this, we call up AFV, America's oh. Funniest Home Videos. We get it to Alfonso Ribeiro. I thought it was Tom whatever. No. it's Bergeron? Um, <laughs> I thought Bergeron. it was Bob Saget. I mean, not anymore. Right, in peace. <clears throat> no, we we do that, and, and then that, they're gonna go find my Instagram and engage. Well, I first thought about fake getting reels, and I went like to the alt ultimate AFE, and we get yeah. you on there. Okay. AFE is IRL reels. I'm nothing if not a stage mom. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. Okay, something working hard for me right now. We have an amazing data team here at Cypress North, led by the amazing data by Sarah. And she can make us custom dashboards for my PPC accounts. And it's really, really great, especially if you're doing any kind of SaaS and you have to look at like different lead funnel stages and it's really confusing to try to look at it in HubSpot or in the Google Ads or Microsoft or LinkedIn platform. So having the dashboard there to try to keep track of everything and see like the different costs of all of the lead progressions, is just so wonderful and it makes my life a lot easier. Thank you, Sarah. One thing working very hard for me is Google Analytics 4, mm. only for the reason that I love the date comparison tool. Google Analytics, you can do the previous period. It's like, again, it's different than what you see on the Google Analytics app. But with Google Analytics 4, you can compare, again, if you've got it like a day a week or, or a certain set and you're trying to look at a business, like, like uh, let's say Wednesday to Tuesday or something, um, you can compare it with the preceding match day of the week. So you can say, I'm looking at this at this date range, and you can match up the similar, you know, actual date days of the week, which is really really nice if you're going at an abnormal, you know, kind of trying to diagnose a problem. So I love it. Thank you, GA4. I also want to say thank you to GA4 this week. I like they have a year to date date range that you can automatically select. Cool stuff happening in GA4, but I wish that Google would be consistent with the predefined date ranges across products because I was looking at traffic in GA4 and I wanted to look at the same date range in Search Console today and you just can't do it without manually inputting a date range. 
and Search Console won't even like do period over period for you. You have to figure data. Yeah. I hate the thing. It's so stupid. So like working hard and then hardly working. And then it's like you everything you select, you select in a different format. I hate like it. Google Ads, you select differently than analytics. And then you do analytics and you go into Google Ads and you try to select the compare mm-hmm. and it works backward. So like, what are you doing? It's it's so inconsistent. It's just frustrating, what? especially when you're trying to look at the same thing in different platforms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fix it. Nobody has figured out a good date range tool. Widget, it's like terrible. Oh, we were all positive. Wow. Ish. (laughs) (laughs) And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool will help you mock up before you fuck up. Is that okay? (laughs) Is that okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is the LinkedIn (laughs) ad mockup tool from admockups.com. It is literally, it is so simple, easy to use, and it's fun. It's a sample sponsored content ad single image format. It's interactive. It, it loads a sample and you can click on any of the elements and replace it with dummy content of your own. It allows you to mock up a LinkedIn ad without even having to log into your account, which is great. It's good for on-the-fly demos or if you really want to get started on ad creative while you're waiting to access the ads manager that has happened to all of us. And it's great if you want to just scare Shep and create that. <laughs> I made up a website called swineandwine.com <laughs> and then I googled pigs and wine was my query and I got some images and I made this ad for you just to test out the tool. It's, it really is so easy. You can make anything you want and it, again, it's just really handy for mock-ups whether you're joking around or you actually have something to show a client or whoever you report to. That is the LinkedIn ad mock-up tool. As always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison. Just the ad copy is, don't you wish you had this cute idea for your home? <laughs> it's a shop. You need this. No refunds. Everything is swine. <laughs> I had so much fun. That's the most effort I put into the show today was for this. Wow. Honestly, I'm never going to think of the word mock-up again. Again. That was amazing. It's just fuck up. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I thought it was done there, and then you had the live example. <laughs> what do you take me for? I don't segment, put this in for segment of the year here. <laughs> now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. All right, this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Ahrefs and Patrick Stocks over from Ahrefs. There is, it's titled, Almost Half of Google Search Console Clicks Go to Hidden Terms, a study by Ahrefs. Starts off by saying, most SEOs consider Google Search Console their source of truth and trust the data to be accurate. What if I told you that GSC doesn't tell you all the keywords you're getting traffic from? In fact, the tool doesn't show a term for nearly half the clicks. And then Patrick goes on to break down the data, how to check how much data you're missing, and then why Google doesn't show you all of the data. So if you want to read it, go check it out on hrefs.com. Thank you, Patrick. I'm still laughing. (laughs) 
<laughs> now on to our curated song playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist on Spotify. This week I will be adding, I don't know what anyone else is doing, Break My Soul, Beyonce. I mean, summer's over, so. What? It's July 1st. Well, it's the song of the summer. Well, the Lizzo song is good too, but it's really good. Okay. Okay. Right. Greg? Yeah. You took, <laughs> took mine again. Pig out on that. You, I did not take no, yours. No. I heard this on the radio and I was really digging it. I'm like, this is a great song. LCD Sound System, Someone Great. Well, every now and then. It must be about me. The radio? Just <laughs> It definitely is. Uh, girl power anthem for me this week, Lay Me Down by In This Moment. Oh, I'll have to listen to it. I love girl power anthems. You hate In This Moment, though. <laughs> All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. This week, we are playing everyone's new favorite game. It's a new draft. My favorite kind of draft, the worst drafts. This was um, brought to our attention by um, a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. That mom break. <laughs> he listens to every episode and yeah. like fixes our cameras and we couldn't audience. do yeah, anything without like, him. Yeah. I didn't know what to call him. Friend of the show, <laughs> partner at our Technical agency. Dad. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> okay, so it is the worst places for small talk draft. And I actually came up, I had a hard time coming up with some ideas, and I never go first, so I'm going to go first. Zoom. Oh, shoot. Ooh. I have that. Terrible waiting in a Zoom meeting. It's like, hey, how's it going? I feel like it's better in a real meeting when you're like walking into the room with a person and there's like things that come up and you can like do things with your hands. It's just terrible in Zoom. And it every time resorts to the weather. You're like sneaky good at it, though. No, I'm not. You are. You, you are. Just don't know it. You actually have conversations where you come to us after you like learned something about the person and you tell us all about it. Like maybe it's uncomfy, but you you're good at it. Yeah, you find out about like our clients, like animals and like yeah. you, you find out a bunch of stuff. Jess does a better job than I do. <laughs> you ever been on a Zoom with me? <laughs> no, I just listened to him through the wall. Oh, okay, fair. so who is next though? Jess can be next. Oh, okay. Um, assuming that you're not a very close friend of the bride, a bridal shower just the bride oh okay shower i thought you were gonna say yeah wedding. no the shower so you're like seated at a table you are just starting with a cocktail those help but like you're seated with strangers because you're not a super close friend you don't know a lot of people at this That's event hard. it's really hard i was at a shower this year and my only friends were all the bridesmaids and i wasn't one which is like no hard feelings but i was like where do i sit where do you sit they're all together hard feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat at their table anyway. Good for you. I'm not that bold. Not that bold. Okay, Greg. Okay. My number one still on the board. I'm very excited about this. Absolute worst place in the world to make small talk. A urinal. Oh, mm. of course it's still there. Yeah, why well, would we? No. Like, we people talk to me talk? when I'm at the urinal. Because you have a little, you have a little like, what did you say? I said people talk to me when I'm at the urinal. <laughs> you have like a little teeny like border that kind of. 
it tries to block some of the, the private parts, but your heads are like right there next to people. But I thought you're supposed to like leave one in the middle. You don't always have that that option. Mm. And even if you do, like I just don't I don't want people talking to me during that time frame. And people do. <laughs> I thought it was more of a head nod, please. So No, some people will talk and be like, Good show, huh? It's like, Bro, I'm I I I'm I'm sure. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Absolute worst place. Mm. No thanks. Okay. Um, all right, Serpentine. number two. Serpentine? Okay. <laughs> number two. I know what that is, by the way. Um, an elevator. Mm. I think if you're an elevator, you have to, like, you just don't have time to actually get a real small talk going. So it's, like, so fake and so... But you feel like you have to. Right. I, I have yeah. a quick elevator story. There was one at the hotel we were at, and there was this amazing... Um, boys volleyball conference and they were all really tall and my husband played volleyball in high school and I told everyone in the elevators <laughs> that he was first team all Catholic in 2011. <laughs> Best. Did, Did they, they high like, five him? Carry or him he out was of like, the elevator. Like, right? He's just like, all over the country and they have no idea what that means. They're like, uh, and like he didn't know what to say because he was embarrassed. It was hilarious. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad I got a chance to tell that story. <laughs> Jess. Oh, Serpentine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stealing this one from Matt as he's the godfather of the game. The dentist chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, they talk to one. you. You can't talk back. It's a very awkward experience. A car. Or like they really, uh-huh. they'll stop cleaning you so you can answer them and then you're there longer. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I like my hygienist, but we can chat later. It's hard. You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with airplanes. You are stuck with the person for an extended period of time. And the only way to get out of the conversation, you can't say you have to go anywhere, is just to pretend to fall asleep, which I've had to do before. Mm. I I couldn't disagree with you more on this day. You like what? talking to people on airplanes? That's the time. you could, like. If I'm not a small talk person, but if I'm going to small talk, you've got some time and you can always just put earbuds in. If it's a like, good person, yeah, that's But you awkward. can test that out a little bit and be like, oh, I'm going to take a nap or whatever, and then you're done. But like, you could have, what if it's somebody that's very interesting? I've talked to very interesting people before, but if you're stuck in a bad one, it's terrible. Headphones. Just in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> just Home Alone 2 style when the guy only speaks French and Kevin McAllister's just like, uh-uh. And then he ends up in New York. That It's one of the better places to have small talk. And sometimes it just gets to be too much. Like you're talking to them for hours and some That's people are true. like uncomfortable with silence. It's like nice to get to know someone, but sometimes it's like you can le- literally learn everything about me in that time. It's just too much. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see your point. Yeah. Oh, so I get another one? That's Serpentine. how the Are we still going works. for three or do we feel good about four? We do four. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run out. Three. Then three. <laughs> Should Why we small talk while you think of one? Why did I ask? Jess. Greg. Where'd you get that shirt? Hell babes. <laughs> I think it's dot com. <laughs> I get nervous about the playground. Oh, good Shoot, one. that was mine. I just feel like yeah. it could be going well and then like something happens with the kids and then you feel like awkward about it and you don't know how to handle it. It's another one where it can be the best or the worst. Yeah, and then sometimes you see this drunk lady in a murder <laughs> shirt that walks up to you trying to small talk you. I don't. They come to me. It's awful. <laughs> Okay, what's your next one? Last one? It's my last one? Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> um, the OBGYN. Oh, no. <laughs> because they make you change 
out of your clothes and put on the gown before the doctor comes in. But then the doctor comes in and is like, hello, how you doing? Went to Disney. It's been a year since I've seen you. Here's all the things that have happened to me. And you're just like sitting there. Yeah. Not dressed actually, and waiting for this experience. And it's like, I don't, I, I love my doctor, mm-hmm. but that's not, I'll have small talk like after. There it's was weird. a lot of small talk like labor and delivery. You're in there for a mm-hmm. long time. You like really get to know the nurses. Yeah. And <laughs> they get to know you. Well, you took mine. So I'm, gonna- <laughs> I'm gonna go when you're at you're watching a professional game. Small talk is bad when you're talking to the people in the seat next to you. Like you're there live. Yeah, because you're gonna like initially learn about them. It might be all right at the beginning. They're gonna get progressively drunk, Drunker. or maybe it's mm-hmm. you, and they're gonna be an asshole. And they're like, "This is you. I'm you're not with that person. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you've been talking and friending them up and stuff." It's just not it's not ideal. You should go there, you should watch the game, and you should maybe like give a little high five. You don't need the small talk with it. Yeah, when you score, just We had some yeah. lady lady when we were at the at, at this I think it was a, a Cleveland Cavaliers game and we ordered a, a drink and she's like, Oh, I just I can imagine how much money you would have. It's like lady, look, just you need to You, you don't want to small talk with her game. anywhere. You need to focus on the game. Right? Get your head in the game, yeah, lady. <laughs> Okay, everybody go through your list. So my worst places for small talk are in a Zoom meeting, on a plane, and on a playground. Jess. Uh, Bridal shower, dentist chair, OBGYN. Greg. (laughs) Mine is a urinal, an elevator, and watching a professional sports game. Okay, so let us know if we missed anything, and we'll small talk with you next week. Screenshot from this something they actually sell in Walmart. You can buy you find it. I googled swine. No, I googled pigs and wine. <laughs> it is a cute item. I missed you too.